the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I won't bite your head off. I promise. If I do bite your head off, it's typically in for the sake of entertainment or infotainment. Procter & Gamble, big story today. They're taking a very non-traditional tact with Tide. I've always liked using gain, but gain's more expensive than Tide. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm wealthy enough that I don't really feel this recession. But at the same time, I'm now starting to buy Tide over gain. Like it's starting to creep. I, I don't know why. Now, the best-selling detergent in America is Tide. Tide's number one. Fending off challenges from lower-priced rivals like Arm & Hammer. So they got a new ad campaign going on for Tide. And we talked a little bit about ad campaigns yesterday. And how, you know, a drug company who's issuing a fat-burning pill is funding a documentary on how fat America is. It seems, well, it's biased. You know, it, it seems, I don't know if we're going to get the true documentary. So Tide now has this new ad campaign that's actually kind of cool. You know, Americans are, are we're keeping our clothes longer. You know, I did the story a couple of weeks ago that men are keeping their underwear. They're not buying new underwear because of the bad economy. Now, Tide is skewing the longtime pitch of celebrities. They're going a different direction. They're going towards they can clean your clothes better. And to clean your clothes is to give them more style. So the, the, the ad campaign literally is style is an option. Clean is not. The new focus is on how Tide gets you cleaner. One ad shows a woman accessorized in a T-shirt a dozen ways from casual to chic. 100 ways to wear a t-shirt. One detergent to help keep them clean. Another ad has a well-dressed young woman carrying the encouraging headline, you make it work, we'll keep it clean. Third ad is suggesting that at a time when buying new clothes is out of style, that you don't have an option to buy new clothes, that a detergent that cares for the clothing, that keeps it longer lasting, is worth the extra cost. Now again, they're trying to get you to buy their expensive detergent and not go with the cheaper ones. Now, Procter Gamble is so worried about this, they've started running ads for Tide, asserting that it's a better value than other detergents because people are using alternatives. So they say that they got more cleaning ingredients. Now, competition is doing the best that they can. Do you know how much Procter Gamble spends a year to advertise Tide? This is a stunning number. I, I Because you go, I'm not really that 
influenced by ads. Like, don't you think you, you don't you think that you ignore those commercials? And yet I'm telling you, they're doing the best they can right now to get into my head so that I use them versus more expensive brands or use them versus less expensive brands. They spend $90 million a year to advertise Tide Detergent. Now, Tide Detergent's been around since I was a little teeny tiny baby. Tide Detergent will be around long after I'm dead in worm food. And yet they still have to push that brand. They still have to market it. $90 million. And it's all about now, again, you see the success of Ross. The advertisers are saying people want clothes, new clothes. They want style. They want cheap. So Tide's playing off the piggyback of that. You get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. You get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. In the world of beverages, I like Pepsi. I don't drink Pepsi, but I like Pepsi. That's my my comment of the day. <laughs> Credit Suisse is talking about Pepsi. And they think it's the best beverage stock in 2010. They think acquisitions of the bottler have been smart. They think the company is going to aggressively buy back shares. Operationally, Gatorade is stabilizing. International comparisons are easy in the first half because we came out of a recession worldwide. As we come out of a recession, people feel a little bit more comfort and chugging some Gatorade and chugging some Pepsi. I think it's a discount at this point in time. I like the company very much. I like their CEO very much. I like their product very much. And I think it could be in your portfolio. Not as good to me as Visa, but it's a good portfolio stock. If I've given you two stocks that you can buy almost stupidly for the next hundred years, Visa and Pepsi. I'll add more to that list in time, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, interesting headline jumped out at me this morning from the New York Times. Tell me if this instantly goes, damn, I didn't think of that. I didn't think that would ever happen. Google applies to become a power marketer. Hold on. Google's getting into electricity. We know about the Google Android. We know, Android does. We know about that, right? We know Google's an internet ad dominant powerhouse 800 pound gorilla. But they're stepping into the foray of energy. Bizarre. So I had to read this article. And inside the article, it says the internet search company consumes vast amounts of electricity to run computers in the data center. Now you're starting to see the tie. For Google, they spend a crazy amount of money on electricity. It's probably their biggest cost, if you think about it. Powering their computers, their biggest business cost. It, labor would be much bigger. So I shouldn't have said that, and I strike my comment, but you get the idea. So they've applied, and if they get the approval from the Federal Energy Regulation Committee, also known as the FERC, the FERC, F-E-R-C, it would be allowing them to buy and sell energy. That's kind of cool, right? And again, that would give them flexibility for buying more renewable energy for its power-hungry data centers. So Google says, we, quote, want to have the ability to procure renewable energy to offset power usage of, for our, our operations. On top of it, Google's got a mantra that says, do no evil. And they want to be carbon neutral. Pretty interesting. Now, again, I don't jump up and down and go, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It was a headline that shocked me, but as you detail into it, it makes a little bit more sense. Sometimes headlines are a little bit on this misleading side. Later in the show, in about 35 minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Allison Hayslip from Attack of the Show. And she's in Vegas right now for this Consumer Electronics Show. And she's seen every freaking fragging gadget, so she'll boil it down to what we need to know which is good because I don't have time to go to CES anymore. 
It's too busy. Um, but who are going to be some of the winners? I think Qualcomm is going to be a winner, although their product mix is all wrong right now, so I don't recommend shares in the short term. But I think over the longer term, we're using more gadgets to get on the internet, and I think Qualcomm is very well positioned for that. Um, Skyworks, ticker symbol SWKS. Altera, ticker symbol ALTR. They can get some what's called buzz coming out of these shows because they're showing their 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 gear or their guts is in a lot of the gear that's being shown. Cypress Semiconductor as well, CY. Xilinx, XLNX, XLNX. And for every device that we're talking about, I've got a cell phone that gets on the internet. I've got a computer that gets on the internet. I've got a TV that gets on the internet. I've got a box that goes into my TV that gets on the internet. I've got a digital frame that gets on the internet. For every single one of those, what what's it imply? How do you get the internet? They're, well, there's fiber in the ground. Okay, so you, it's a network. One computer to a next is a network, local area network. You get the wide area network. But more importantly, it gets beamed through the air. So there's a company called American Tower, which I think is a huge play on all these freaking fragging gadgets that are starting to populate the world because semiconductors have really caught up, really caught up as far as technology goes that can push into um, gadgets to get them thin and powered and you know do the things that we want them to do, i.e. get on the Internet. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Coming up next, Dan Rusnowski from Your San Jose Sharks. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champo. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only me and I walk along. It's Rob Black, Sean Rob Black. Who doesn't like Green Day? They're a tough band not to like. Now, it's worthy of note. I've seen Billy Joe out in person live. He's tiny. He's honestly smaller than an elf. Like, think Keeper Elf. He's that size. He's tiny. I was having a conversation with the lovely and talented Heidi yesterday about Hollywood. It seems that everyone who's five foot two, five foot three, five foot four in the world of masculinity, they decide, I'm going to go to Hollywood or I'm going to be a rock star. Because it's about the only thing that they can be taken seriously in. I know, I know. Short men don't get taken too terribly serious. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. We're waiting for Dan. The wait for Dan is on. So if anyone sees him out at Sharks practice right now, say, yo, psst, call Rob Black. Anyway, Nancy sent me an email. She goes, my husband's 59 years old. He's worked for AT&T for 32 years. He'd like to retire at the end of this year. We only have about $40,000 in his 401k. We took out a $35,000 loan on it. I hate people who take loans on their 401k. Hate them. I hate it. It's a bad practice. Now, his retirement package, not worth the paper it's written on. We have another $40,000 in a Fidelity fund and another $15,000 in cash. So if I were to add this up, it looks like 
they've got about 80000 maybe $100,000 for retirement. We also owe $420,000 on our primary residence. It's worth about five hundred twenty-five. We'd consider selling it to pay it off. Consider selling it to pay it off. We own a rental house in Washington State that's not worth what we owe on it. We have $250 a month negative cash flow. $250 on this rental. We would consider selling it also. He has a term life insurance policy that expires in four years for $150,000. He's making $35 an hour now. Should he look into working an inside job and keep his seniority with AT&T? Yes. You don't have anywhere near enough money to retire. You're not even in the right ballpark. You got about $100,000. You have $100,000 in a home. I would consider selling the home and downsizing later in life. I would sell the rental today because your negative cash flow, it makes no sense. Financially, that's about the worst thing you could do to retard your growth. Quitting his job is, is, it's the only thing you have going for you right now. You have $100,000 in retirement. That ain't a lot of money. If he doesn't have a good pension plan with AT&T, that's not a lot of money. So your social security is going to be about $20,000 a year. After that's taxes, it'll be about $16,000 a year. Your healthcare costs you about $10,000 a year. So you got $6,000 a year to live off of and $100,000. It ain't enough. Best thing you can do is work, 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 work as long as you can. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's a pretty interesting article in Slate Magazine, and I'll probably do a, a longer version of this down the road. It's tied towards vitamins and how much as Americans, we spend on vitamins and how there's no proof that they actually help you and there is proof that they actually hurt you. You have to be very careful on what you're assuming. Let's go to Dan Rusinowski from the San Jose Sharks 98.5 on the, your radio dial. Dan, how are you? I'm fantastic, Rob. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've got thing, nice things going today. We're doing a special charity event here at HP Pavilion's affiliate area, Sharks Ice at San Jose. So it's kind of fun. Somebody, an organization here in the South Bay called SALA, which is an organization that gets legal assistance to senior citizens who can't afford it. Pretty wonderful cause. Um, had some people that bid on a special tour of the Sharks facility, and I'm uh, taking them to lunch with Dory Mitchell. Oh, that's kind of nice. That's kind of fun. So where are you going to go to lunch? Or should I not? Should we not say on air? Well, why not? I don't care. We're, today, we're, I decided to flip a coin and pick Cafe Campbell, which is a place right down the street from HP Pavilion. The guy that owns it's a friend of mine, so we'll, we'll give him a little love. That's, that's a good little bit amount of love. Um, let's talk. It's been exciting. We haven't talked in a while. Sharks, after we stopped talking, went on holiday break. They won eight in a row. Then they lost one, and then they got back on the winning schneid. So nine out of ten games is pretty nice. It's awesome. And, in fact, it, it just goes to show you how good this team is, not only in talent, but in terms of personal resolve. They had a strange game against Edmonton, which was their eighth win in a row. They probably – well, they, it's not, I'm not saying they didn't deserve to win because it was surely more talent that they had that got them through. But they weren't mentally as sharp. It just was a strange game. But they won 4-1. to one. And so that's kind of a sign that's always a danger to the coach. And Todd McClellan said he was wondering how they were going to do against L.A. Well, the funny thing is, is that physically against the Kings, they were there. They were really energetic. They were doing a lot of things right. But mentally, again, they weren't quite there. It happens sometimes. 
And, you know, a coach, Mike Keenan, who won over 500 games in the NHL and won the Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers once, said that uh, this is abnormal behavior to be at your best athletically 82 times a year with all of the travel and all of the other demands that they have on, on the players. So I think he's right. In, in a sense, um, what happened is that uh, the, the players went through this mental funk for a couple of days. They got one win, and then they lost 6-2 to two to the Kings, even though they had 47 shots on goal. So, yeah, they ran into a hot goalie, but beyond, bottom line is that what really ended up happening was they uh, uh, they went through that mental phase where they didn't win. And then against St. Louis, they came back, and, and what a play by Danny Heatley to win it. Yeah, that was, that was a nice way to close it out. The heater, as they like to call them. Um, interesting. Uh, the, let's talk a little bit more about the L.A. Kings because they did something in hockey that I think is, is intriguing. They fired their coach two years ago, brought in Terry Murray. We fired Ron Wilson two years ago and, and brought in Todd McClellan. We were the best in the league or close to the best in the league. They were the close to the worst in the league, and yet both new coaches, and both of them are doing pretty good now. Terry Murray's a really good coach. He's uh, perfect probably for that team because he's doing a lot of teaching as well as encouraging to win. Todd McClellan here in San Jose has a more experienced club than, than he did in L.A. And what they've done in Los Angeles is they've added a couple of key veteran players, like Rob Scuderi, who won the Stanley Cup last year with Pittsburgh. Uh, he came to the team this year as a free agent, so he's helped make them more competitive. But more than anything else, it's the goaltending that's changed for L.A. The guy named Jonathan Quick, who's going to be one of the U.S. Olympic goaltenders this, this February, is doing a great job, and he's had some big games these last few days. The Kings are good. They're not there yet but they're very competitive, so uh, that's what happened last week. It beat us three out of four games this year. I'm a little bit nervous because if we face them in the playoffs, they'll, they'll have that, that season record on us. Well, then again, the Sharks were 4-2 and two against Anaheim last year and lost in six games. So, you know, sometimes you Touché. just never know. Absolutely. Now, you brought up the Olympics. Do you have anything to do with the Olympics, Dan, or is that whole month off for you? No, it's pretty quiet. I, uh, I get to spend some time with my wife, which is nice, and uh, enjoy a few dinners. And Actually, we got married during the first Olympic break um, because I got to pick the date, and I said, why don't we do something different? And we got married during the first Olympic break, and I said, that way I only have to me- remember my anniversary every four years. But um, uh, seriously, it's, it, it's kind of neat to, to be able to do that during that time and uh, enjoy some good hockey and watch it and uh, we travel so much and we're going to be coming off a long road trip in buffalo at the at the very start of that break it's going to be fun to be home for a little while now with that said we saw the olympic team announced during january 1 the new year's day winter classic uh, the flyers playing the big game against boston boston comes back to win it wasn't snowy it wasn't miraculous it wasn't life-changing but at the end we announced the olympic team and i got kind of excited by that when i saw the little kid turn around wearing a pavelski jersey Got a good smile on my face. It was awesome. And you know what? I think he's going to be one of the money players on this team. He's a guy that the puck follows him around. He's he's very smart on the ice. And he wins face-offs. He can play the point on the power play. It's funny. Brian Burke, who's the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who picked him, he's the Team USA general manager, basically described Joe Pavelski, and I think really succinctly, as hockey's version of a Swiss Army knife. Uh, he, he has so many different uses uh, that he's very valuable to a team, and all in one little package. And I think that that's a really good description of what Joe Pavelski brings. But one thing that he has that I think is so intangible is the ability to make big plays at the most important times. And he's done that his entire life, which I think could be really important. My real fantasy, Rob, is to have the U.S. play Canada in maybe the semifinal, maybe the final for the gold medal. Uh, either way would be fine. Have it go uh, a tight game all the way down to the wire. Have it go to overtime and have Joe Pavelski get the game-winning goal. Of course, that would make for an interesting 
interesting Sharks dressing room with the four guys going to Team Canada coming back after that. But now I think everybody would be happy for uh, for whoever wins. I just hope that everybody on the Sharks is successful. But yet that would be my fantasy scene for the Olympics this year. And after the World Juniors, when the U.S. beat Canada in overtime in the gold medal game in Saskatoon, I think we've maybe got a shot for a duo. Now, you kind of stole my thunder there. I was going to talk a little bit about World Juniors. Two years ago, I was in... Um, um, I was up in Vancouver. I was at Whistler, and the the World Juniors was going on. Canada loves their hockey. It was it's almost like a religion there. And Canada won two years ago, but the United States pulled off a huge upset, winning the World Juniors this year. Good for the future of hockey. Oh, it's great. The fact of the matter is that when you have 16 to 20-year-old kids that are competing against the best in the world and winning, uh, I think it can only be good for your program. And, you know, that's the future of hockey at, at the NHL level, too, because everybody on the Canadian and the American teams and on the Slovak team and the Czech, all the teams that competed, they're going to be in the NHL someday. So it's really great to see these talented players. I think maybe the most talented guy on the ice for Canada was probably a kid named Jordan Eberle. Um, for the United States, there were a variety of players that made contributions that were really good. I, I, I think that that's great to see that happening. I also like personally to see a college hockey sort of connection, too, uh, because Dean Blaze is the head coach of the U.S. World Junior Team. He's the head coach at University of Nebraska Omaha, which is a Division One hockey program, and he used to be at North Dakota. He's a very well-schooled coach, but it's just nice to see that connection going along with the junior players that do come. Speaking of Dan Rosnowski from 98.5, broadcasting the San Jose Sharks, employee of the San Jose Sharks, great radio hockey announcer. Do you at all worry that the Olympics are going to throw off our mojo or maybe Joe Thornton gets hurt? Is there any negatives with the uh, Sharks sending eight players to the Olympics? You're starting to sound like a coach. I think that that's, that's, that's the major concern of every coach is that a player gets injured during that time and then... Uh, damages the team's ability to win the Stanley Cup, especially if it's really serious. It's always a case it might happen, but then again, when you're playing in the regular season, it might happen too. So uh, coaches think about that all the time. The, the thing, though, that is interesting is that the Detroit Red Wings had something like 11 guys going to the Olympics one year, and Todd McClellan was an assistant coach on the team that year, and he was talking to the head coach, Mike Babcock, and said, uh, after after a gold medal was won, I think Sweden won that year. He said, "I hope that that's not the only gold medal or the only championship, I should say, that uh, uh, that we have this year." And as it turned out, it was the Red Wings lost that year early in the playoffs, and. I think that there's nobody better probably to deal with that situation than Todd McClellan because he's been through it before. He understands it, and he's already preparing for it. And the bottom line is hockey's a long season, and you do see teams run out of gas. Yes. So... No doubt, and, and you have to be at your best when it matters the most. It's one of the most important factors of being an NHL player. Taking a new friend to a hockey game uh, on Saturday, I'm going to come see the Detroit Red Wings. Nice. Anything I should be uh, looking forward to? The wings seem to be slumping. They had a 51-save, I think, performance from Jimmy Howard the other night, and they, they won on the road uh, in, against the Kings. And think about that, L.A. with all those shots on net. Um, this is a kid that was born and raised in Ogdensburg, New York, which is right on the Canadian border, right near where I went to college at St. Lawrence University. It's about an hour and a half from Ottawa. And he ended up playing college hockey at Maine. He's been a highly regarded prospect for the Red Wings, but he never could quite crack the lineup. And it looks now that he might be uh, the goaltender of the present, displacing Chris Osgood, who's been around for so long, and he might be the backup. That's somebody to look for. Henrik Zetterberg is back to health. That's uh, good to see. 
Um, but Thomas Holmstrom, who's a pain in the neck to play against, just got injured. He's going to be out for the next three to four weeks, so he won't play against the Sharks. But look, just look for the greatest players, really, on the Red Wings team. Nicholas Lidstrom, Henrik Zetterberg, Pavel Datsyuk. These are some of the most creative players in the game. Um, and I think that the goaltender is another added twist to look at for Detroit. Have a good lunch, Dan, and thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you in about a week. Okay, Rob. Dan Rusnowski, 98.5. If you've never listened to hockey on the radio, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's a magical sport. It's fun the way it dances around and plays in your head and keeps you creative and keeps you involved in the game. It's one of the sports that truly translates on radio, in person, in television. It's just a great sport. Love hockey. 800-345-5639. If you want to get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. Coming up a little later, I love Dan Rosnowski, but the interview that I'm looking most forward to, and now that I say that I'm cursing it, I know I am. It's going to be a flop. It's Allison Hayslip from Attack of the Show. It's Allison Hayslip from Attack of the Show. Uh, she's in Vegas talking gadgets. 800-345-5639 if you want to get your calls on the show between now and then. You're listening to Rob Black. 9-10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. In about 10 minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Allison Hayslip from Attack of the Show. She's in Vegas reviewing gadgets. CES. It's out there. It's big. And some of the gadgets that she's going to be talking about will be buying this Christmas. Probably won't be buying them this week, but we'll be buying them this Christmas. 800 800- Three four five five six through nine to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Vincent in San Jose. Vincent, hey Rob, uh, good morning. Um, quick question: I sent you an email uh, earlier this week uh, asking about ITRI, which is uh, Icon, which does uh, meter reading. And we we I'm I sell stuff that goes into these applications. And my my question is, how do you look at the AMR market? I mean, is this expanding? Is it worth investing in? Um, it's expanding for sure. And what's the name of the company you want to me to look at? I P R I. R T R I or R T I I R T I. Sorry. One more time. I-R-I-R-T-I. Okay. Itron. It's at about 60, 65. I'm not finding it. Give me a second, and thanks for the call. Um, 800-345-5639. It's I-T-R-I. I-T-R-I. It's bad radio when people start um, giving ticker symbols, and they don't get them correct. But neither here nor there. Let me pull up the information. Next time, give the stock to my producer, and I can actually have the information pulled up before I go to you. Um, let's see what we got. Okay. Um, there's a couple players in what are called monitoring systems. Now, this is tied towards the smart grid technology, and we've heard stories out of the San Francisco Chronicle and, and t- local television stations talking about how some people don't trust their smart meters 
and that may ultimately slow the introduction. Um, there's names out there like Televent, Televent, ticker symbol TLVT, TLVT. They're a big player. They got an easy pass um, that's out there in New York. It's a lot like the Fast Track. It's a big player in monitoring systems for both public and private sectors. Um, this is a big part of Obama's stimulus plan, upgrading our electrical grid. Echelon, ticker symbol E-L-O-N. Power service, uh, Quanta services, ticker symbol power, P-W-R. And Switzerland's ABB. These are the multi-industry service provisions that help with the smart grid technology. Um, now, smart grid covers a lot of things. Electrical utility services, for sure. Huge growth profile, as our power lines in the United States are old and need to be updated. It's also a play on the electric car that we have to plug in. So those are the five players, ABB, PWR, ELON, ITRI, and Televent, Televent. So what I would do to learn more about the sector is I would call the companies, get the annual reports sent to you, and read them. Annual reports are pretty. Annual reports are fluffy. But annual reports, if you dig deep into them, give you a lot of information. Gives you who the competitor is. Gives you what the risks are. Some of the legal liability issues. Shows you the cash flow. Shows you the financials. Great information. Like to me, uh, a good annual report in a bathtub with bubbles, I'm a pretty happy dude. I'm a pretty happy dude in, in reading an annual report. So that's what I would do if I were you. I've mentioned Quanta before on the show, ticker symbol PWR, PWR, power, um, as an investment opportunity. And those five companies that I just gave you, compare them. That's the best thing I can tell you. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. show mostly dedicated to getting you to retirement and all things financial. Everyone knows I was a tech analyst. Everyone knows that I love technology. This is the big week of technology. One thing that people probably don't know is every night when I get home, I watch Attack of the Show. It's my favorite television show. I skip through the commercials, but I watch every minute of the show because it's beautiful women. It's gadgets. It's things that are happening on the net. It's fun. It's movie reviews. It's zombies. It's guns. It's my lifestyle. Except for the guns, it's my lifestyle. Joining me now, Allison Hayslip from Attack of the Show. How are you, Allison? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I have a huge crush on you. I'm a little bit nervous. Oh, I love it. I love that your uh, description of Attack of the Show, the first thing was beautiful women. Oh. We appreciate that. You and Olivia Munn, I mean, it's eye candy for the uh, the men, but there's also eye candy for the women, too. Kevin's yeah. a good-looking man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a fun show. Is it as much fun being a part of it as it is for me watching it? Oh, you bet. I mean, I, I always tell people that, like, I can't believe I get paid half the time to do what I do because it's just fun. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work. You do something called The Feed, and the other night you were cracking up laughing out loud. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just contagious. I, I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I loved my little slip-up. I didn't even know I had said it. I, I uh, was doing a story about Bono and read his name on prompter and said it Bono and, like, just kept going, and Chris Hardwick was the one to call me out on it. And when it finally clicked what I had said, I just lost it. I was like, wow, that was that was an epic one. And it was my first feedback for the new year, and I was like, great way to start the year, Allison. <laughs> it's, you do a great job, and, again, I, I, I want more people to watch it. It's on G4. It's a little tough to find on cable, but once you find it, program it in, watch it every day. Yeah, but a lot of people know us because they're always like, you're the network with that ninja show, right? And I'm like, yes, that's us. You got cops. You've got a lot of good shows. That, uh, <laughs> singles. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to totally digress. I know you're busy. You're at CES. Tell me a little bit about what's happening this year. Uh, well, the big thing this year is definitely 3D televisions. And I think with Avatar being as absolutely successful as it was or is, uh, 3D is like the new rage. There's 3D TVs. I've seen 3D Blu-ray players. Um, they're all pretty cool. I mean, you have to wear glasses to watch it still, which I don't know how how that's going to translate to the home. Well, you know, these glasses have to be charged as well. Um, so the idea is that you buy a TV and you get two pairs of glasses with it. Uh, but the thing is, is like if your glasses run out of charge, you know, how are you going to watch your TV, <laughs> which, is, which is kind of difficult. So I, I, I'll be interested to see if this really picks up. Is it something that if you were a betting woman, would you think it's going to pick up? Because me, I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to, once you buy it, Allison, and you tell me to buy it, I'll buy it. <laughs> But I'm not going to do it until you do it. Nice. Uh, you know, I got to say that I think this is like kind of the first step, like maybe a baby step. Okay. I think there's just got to be a way to make it a bit more, uh, you know, just a bit more feasible. Like, because if you think about it, one of the big things is like ESPN is like, oh, we're going to we're going to air the X Games and and all sorts of sporting events in 3D. Well, you know, you want to watch sporting events with your friends, and if you only have two pairs of glasses. Like, you're not throwing a Super Bowl, Super Bowl party in 3D anytime soon because someone's going to go out and buy 40 pairs of glasses. Now, what else are you seeing at Vegas right now? Netbooks, tablets, phones? Lots lots of tablets or attempted tablets. I haven't seen any tablets that I've been, like, highly impressed by. Um, but, you know, I think everyone's just trying to come out with their tablet before Apple supposedly announces their iSlate if they do or if they don't. I swear that thing is more mythical than a unicorn. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it, do you think we need a, that extra leg? Do we need that extra tablet or is a netbook enough? You think the tablet will catch? Um, I, I think it will. You know, I, I just think, I think that the, the iPhone being as successful as it is, people are looking to have just a bigger iPhone to okay. do more, you know, to do more computer-like stuff on it. Um, I am not an iPhone user, so I don't know if I would be a tablet user. At that, so but I, I definitely think that there's enough enough buzz about it that it would be successful. And you know, let's be honest, it's rare that Apple brings something out and it's not successful. They did have the Newton. That, you know what? That's the one example that someone brought up to me the other day. I was like, you are correct. And that was kind of a tablet before its time. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Okay. So hopefully they get it right this time. <laughs> Is that what we're down to now, Allison? We're just all looking for Apple to take over consumer electronics. Uh, well, you know, I got to say, if, if Apple had not chosen AT&T as their service provider, I would probably be an all-Apple girl. <laughs> they just do things really, really well, you know, and, and they're very user-friendly, and I, I just, I, people are so stubborn sometimes about accepting Apple, but I think y you just, you just got to go with it sometimes and realize that they really know their stuff. Now, tonight you're going to be doing a recap, I think, on Attack of the Show of everything you've learned this week. Is that correct? Uh, yes. I, I believe it's tonight, yes. Okay. And also another thing you'll do is video games. And again, that's everyone under the age of 40. I mean, you are talking to your audience here. 
Yeah, you know, there's been a, a lot of cool video game stuff at e, at a CES as well, which really? you know normally we leave that for E3, but um, PlayStation, sorry, Sony announced that for the PlayStation 3, they're actually going to be making 3D video games. And I think that that'll work in that world. Again, I'm not sure the TV is the right way, way to go. Well, right, but the only way you can play the 3D video games is if you have a 3D TV or 3D monitor. Well, true, true that, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those things are so expensive that, you know, are you going to be spending the money on that just to play the games? We'll good, see. Good point. So, so thanks yeah. for joining me, Allison. Oh, thank you very much. It's Allison Hazlip. She's from Attack of the Show. She, I think she's top-notch. She's the girl next door. She's slightly nerdy. She's funny. She's sexy. She's talking things that we need in our life. And, again, I, I give the show a chance. Watch it a couple times, and I think it'll be – it's kind of like Regis and Kathy Lee, but for young and hip people. It's not for the old and dying. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. She was on a tight time schedule, and I tried to get her off to make them happy because I'd like more Attack of the Show people on the show. They've got a, a woman on Attack of the Show. Her name's Olivia Munn. I think her dad's, like, Swedish and her mom's Japanese. It's that crazy breeding, most beautiful woman on the planet. Now, Allison, she's probably sexier but Olivia, just a stunningly beautiful uh, set of genetics and DNA in that body. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Earlier in the show, I talked a little bit about Visa being one of my favorite long-term names. Now, an analyst came out this morning, and he talked a little bit about Visa. And talking about next year. Now, keep in mind, next year, it's going to be about the jobs numbers. Are we creating jobs or not? It's going to be about housing. Does housing stabilize or not? I'm not saying is does housing pick up. I'm saying does it stabilize. And it's also going to be about business investment. So those are the big themes for next year. Now, an analyst is taking a look at next year and he's saying probably a good way to play a large cap company. Probably a good way to play the credit card world. And again, credit became very tough to get in 2007, 2008, 2009. So credit card transactions are down, but debit is up. And Visa is a good name. MasterCard's got a little bit more exposure to Europe. You know, I've often say that Visa, MasterCard's kind of ghetto in the United States. MasterCard's much more acceptable in Europe. So if you're playing the European economy, you'd be playing uh, MasterCard. Uh, Visa, MasterCard, I think, will trade better than the stock market. I think they will trade better than the recovery coming out of the economic recession. Uh, the f- I think um, Deutsche Bank is going as far as to say that they have a good comfort level. These companies don't have credit. They they do transactions of companies like banks that do do credit cards. So Visa is a transaction network. It's not a credit card company. It's a transaction network that credit cards surf on as well as debit cards surf on it. So I think Visa is a good 100 to $115 stock by the end of next year, depending on how bullish we get as far as the economic recovery. MasterCard, I think, is a good $300 stock. So, again, choose your poison. Take a look at it. Now, with that said, there's some bad news out there in the world of transactions because delinquencies on home loans or home equity lines of credit are up. Someone called in earlier in the show and asked, you know, he took money out of his house and he wanted to invest it. And I, I get really wonky. I get really nervous giving advice in that area. Delinquencies on home equity loans and lines of credit jumped to record levels in the third quarter. Whoa. So people have taken money out of their home. Typically what they do is they get a new bathroom, new kitchen, new car, or vacation. Now, I don't really like home equity loans. Home equity loans are a second mortgage. They're not, it sounds cute, 
hey, home equity. Hey, I got home equity. But then there's that damn word at the end of it called loan. So home equity loan delinquencies rose to a record 4.3% of all home equity loans now are delinquent. Delinquencies on home equity credits also hit a record sitting 2.12%. So housing debt is still very problematic in 2010 is my angle. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, jobs need to improve in 2010. Now, there's a, a Fed Reserve member. He, that's The Fed Reserve is kind of like our, our banking board of directors, and they represent all of our regions in the United States, and they represent the banks in the United States. Now, James Bullard, he is the president for the St. Louis region. He says the U.S. economy is improving, but some policies put in place to support the recovery should not be withdrawn yet. He does not want stimulus to be taken away until he sees jobs come along. He'd like to see that turn. He'd like to see unemployment stabilize and other elements of the real economy move into positive territory before we take away the stimulus. He says inflation remains very low, but inflation uncertainty is higher than before. That's a good, good, damn good phrasing, right? We don't know when inflation is going to hit and we don't know how hard it's going to be. But when it does happen, our Fed's going to tighten faster than, I don't know, I was going to say something about a nun, but I couldn't come up with a good nun relatable. So always need a good nun relatable. I'm a little discombobulated. Talking to Alison Hayslip kind of threw me. Dan Rusnowski has good with. Alison Hayslip, I was a little thrown. Um, let's see, is there anything else that we need to get into? I did a story earlier this week that I never got to, but I, I wrote it up on safety safety advocates are freaked out because Intel and Google, they're turning their attention away from the desktop to the dashboard. They want to bring the power of the PC to the car. I think this is sounds very, very bad. At CES this week, where Allison is uh, in Las Vegas, good time to be in Vegas, the neon-drenched annual trade show, companies are showing ambitions on getting a 10-inch screen Right above the gear shift, showing high-definition videos, 3D maps, and web pages. I don't like that idea. I know it's going to happen, and I know I want the music of my music in the car, and I know I want some, some internet capabilities in a car. I don't know if I want a 10-inch screen at the gear shift. Americans are already crazy distracted. Ford's got a My Ford system that lets drivers adjust temperature settings or call a friend while the car is in motion, while its built-in web browser works only when the car is parked. Maybe that's the right way of going about it, right? Audi says they're going to you know, restrict access to complex and potentially distracting functions. So they seem to be taking it seriously, but I don't know. Something wrong about it in my mind. Now, album sales in the United States, this last piece of nook and cranny that I can get to today, um, down 13% year over year. And if you lined up each and every individual song and put 10 of them together, you would see album sales are down about 8.3%, but no one really buys albums anymore. They just buy singles. Or some most people don't buy albums anymore. Anyway. Digital downloads of songs? Also slowing. Growing, but slowing. The music industry is very mature right now. It's Rob Black Show. I've had a good week. I appreciate the efforts you've put in to call the show. I appreciate the efforts you've put in to listen to the show. I'll be back next week fresh, charged, and ready to go. Coming up, Glenn back, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.